Hello and welcome to the 4 Comic Junkies podcast. When the comics aren't enough and you need a little extra fix. I'm your host, JJ Hodges, and this podcast is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, sponsored by the dadgum original Batman on film. <sighs> Hope everyone had a great weekend. Uh, as of this recording, it is my daughter's second birthday. I uh, got her, <laughs> got her singing na 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 Batman. So that was fun. Ah, she's a little cutie. <clears throat> we're in the backyard, just spinning her around, and she's like, "One more time!" And I spun her around again, and she was like, "One more time!" And I was like, "No, no, Daddy needs to sit down for like a week." <clears throat> yeah, so that was fun. Yeah, we had a good day. Really good day. Um. But that's not what we're here about today. We are here to discuss Alien 3. And I'm not an idiot. We didn't skip Aliens. We're getting to it. That'll be a special episode in a couple of weeks. Today, uh, returning guest Emmett Davis, we're doing part two of our Dark Horse Alien original screenplay segment. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever you want to call it. Uh, We're doing... William Gibson's Alien 3 script, which was adapted into a Dark Horse miniseries. And, uh, you know, we both kind of talked about, you know, what the movie almost was versus what the movie um, obviously became. And turns out, you know, we were both kind of like, yeah, Alien 3's not bad. We had a good time watching it. Uh, you know, we, we watched that, we read the comic, you know, what's the same, what's different. It's obviously very, very different. Not like the <laughs> Alien original screenplay that we talked about last week. Uh, but it was a fun, it was a good talk, you know, um, he, uh, good old Emmett, you know, we had, we had a lot of fun, you know, I look forward to getting this guy back on the show and getting, getting all these hot takes on these, uh, on these hot, hot, hot stuff, hot, hot, anyway, um, as always, you can find me, uh, you can find Four Comic Junkies, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Four Comic Junkies. You can also uh, email me, fourcomicjunkies at gmail.com. If you were listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please, please rate and review. It's the number one way to get buds in ears. Stole that from my friends at Drama, Drama Shop. Their thing is, uh, they're a theater company. Uh, get um, butts in seats. But I say buds in ears. <laughs> Clever. Anyway, let's get into the episode. Alien 3. We're in space. No one can hear you scream unless you're wearing a helmet and there's somebody near you on the intercoms. All right, and we are back with Emmett Davis from the Let's Go Network talking about Alien 3, um, where in space, no one can hear you scream. On Earth, they can hear you scream, mostly at movie studios and us screaming what the hell this was so much better <laughs> um how, how you doing today how you doing today emmett uh, i'm great jj <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for having me on yeah uh, i'm glad to have you back this uh you know so this is a first for the show bringing on a guest uh twice in a row to talk uh fairly similar things um you know, last week we talked, uh, well, technically two weeks for us, but for the listeners, it'll be just a week. Um, <laughs> we talked um, Alien, the original screenplay, um, and now we're talking Alien 3, the unproduced 
screenplay by William Gibson <clears throat> and uh, adapted by Johnny Christmas, which just sounds like such a fake name. <laughs> like, that just cracks me up. Like, all right. <laughs> is he in witness protection? What kind of name is that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> where it's like, it's like a 1960s, like Batman villain, you know, he's like, he's Johnny Christmas. He's terrorizing Christmas time in Gotham city. <laughs> um, so you had mentioned before that you were, uh, you, uh, despite, you know, people kind of harsh, you know, harping on it a lot. You actually like alien three, the, the actual movie that came out. Yeah, I do. Um, I understand its issues, but you know, um, I think the characters are in, in it are some of my favorite in the whole series, oh. um, as well as the actors um, who also portray them. Like you think about, like Charles Dance is in it from you know people know him from Game of Thrones, and right. you know uh, Holt McElhaney, um, a, a really nice character actor, um, and one of my faves, uh, Pete Postlewaite. Um, you know, these are like real good classic. Uh, character actors who yeah. I think really like they were given a really good chance to shine here and I think this is probably my favorite uh, Sigourney Weaver Ripley uh, portrayal as well I think um, she's very visceral in this one very um, you know more open to getting her ass beat whereas in like aliens she's kind of like a superhero yeah um, and in alien she's kind of doesn't get to do a, a total a total a big amount until the end um so i think it's the characters that i like so much in alien 3 um i'm also a huge david fincher fan yeah um pretty much no matter what he's done aside from mank um <laughs> which i didn't care for but you know I, I i just have a real i don't know why i have a soft spot in in my heart for alien 3 above all the other ones and i i guess it just comes down to the characters and how you know right out the gate you know they kill two of the most important characters from aliens in Hicks and uh, Newt, right? It just seems so strange to me, um, you know, in, in the world of, you know, they're trying to build a big series, you know, after Aliens and um, Aliens is so popular and Alien was so popular, how Alien 3 just kind of said, you know, screw that, we're not doing any of that stuff. Fincher's, Fincher just said, you know, let's let's do something completely different. Um, and when you compare it to the, the comic, it's completely different to that as well. Um, like I understand like this, the, some of the special effects aren't the best, yeah um you know that's kind of like the time though it's 1992 when the movie came out you know you can't expect the best but i really like the alien in this one um i do like that we only have one um much like an alien i didn't i wasn't the biggest fan of aliens where there was like a uh the huge nest or whatever mm -hmm. um so i like and i like that they didn't have anything if you know anything to fight the alien as well you know, they're uh, in a jail or a prison, you know, prison planet or whatever, but there's no weapons. So, and they're just regular people again. That's why I was so, how we talked about to Alien before, how it felt like, you know, these are just regular people fighting right. this alien. They're not uh, military like it is an alien. So, yeah, I do. I like Alien 3. I've, I've got a soft spot, but I understand its issues as well. Um, it, you know, it's funny you say all that because I uh, just rewatched it the other night in preparation for this. And I was... <clears throat> and and I I don't know if I just had kind of turned off my cynical filter or something. I don't know, but I, I did enjoy it much more than I did uh, uh, past times I watched it. Um, and I thought the same thing that, you know, it, it raises the stakes when you have, you know, no weapons. So they, they have very little to fight it with, as well as, uh, you know, there, there being one, it makes it 
strangely almost scarier than if there were multiple because if there's multiple you know you know they're they're coming for you and that's scary but when it's just one it it could be anywhere and it you know and uh, let me ask you are you a dog person uh not overly no <laughs> so you know i'm more <laughs> of a cat person but i it still it still did bother me when when it attacked the dog and it killed the dog but at the same time i i think that that that's the point wasn't it was to right off the bat give us a very visceral reaction of oh this is something different um and and i liked uh and i have to say that of all the alien movies um this opening credit sequence despite yeah i don't like that they killed off newton hicks right away mm-hmm. I, I i felt that was a mistake but the opening sequence is is utterly terrifying um you know with the you know you don't really know what's happening and then you find out as the movie goes on that it had attacked i guess it had attacked newt she got away from it but then when she died the alien went into ripley uh to kind of nest or whatever mm-hmm. um and that was the first uh, instance we got of like the alien queen aspect of it that the aliens can sense if you're ho- holding or if you're host to a queen so they're not going to attack you i re- i really love that whole uh I, th- I think it's i'm trying to remember um if the scene where she's in like the the washroom or the hospital or something and it senses her and it just kind of you know scurries away and does its own thing but yeah i really like the they, they couldn't kill it they couldn't hurt her because of what was inside yeah um, and then when you fast forward all the way to the end of the movie where she sacrifices herself and leaps into the you know the lava pits or the smelting pits or whatever it is and it's bursting out of her as she's falling and she grabs onto it you know i love that scene i think yeah i think that that scene is uh you know and i felt like you know and Again, I have a soft spot for Alien Resurrection, but I think that if they had ended the franchise there, mm-hmm. that that would have been a good ending, obviously, because you you feel like Ripley fin- finally gets some closure. She gets, in a, in a way, kind of to die a hero's death when the human bishop shows up, which I thought was weird. But, you know, it's... <laughs> and, you know, th- this movie, you know, and, and you know, we'll, 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 you know we're, we'll go ahead and get into it. Just very famously, as... You know, we as, you know, DC fans know <laughs> behind the scenes troubles, you know, I mean, not long ago, we just got uh, Zach's, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, uh, um, a film that was just rough with the production from day one, it seems like. And movie studios, you know, you, you kind of you can kind of sympathize a, a little bit because you get the idea. Yeah, you know, they're they're investing a lot of money in these things and they want to make sure they get a return on their investment. But also it's like, you also are hiring very talented people. So let them do their thing. And so this, this comic that we're, that we have here, the, you know, the unproduced screenplay, it's, I mean, it's literally a completely different movie than what we got, you know, was the original screenplay was fairly similar. Um, which is fine. And we both agreed that, you know, we, we enjoyed it. We didn't, you know, mm-hmm. we preferred the final product over this. Uh, I got to say that, you know, rereading this and watching the, the film, I would definitely have loved to have seen this version um, because, you know, we would have gotten for, for one, it would have finally given Ripley like a little bit of a break. <laughs> um, you know, R- Ripley's not really in it. She's in kind of a cryo sleep. She wakes up, they sedate her and then she is blasted off uh 
I don't I don't remember if they say where I get back to Earth or something um, or to some other colony. And it's uh, mostly new characters, but we get more spotlight on Hicks and Newt and uh, and Bishop, which I think would have been a good direction for the studio or for the film to go in. Yeah, I would have been okay if if Ripley was around more. I uh, I agree that it would uh, it would have been cool to see Hicks and Newt um, again, mm-hmm. but I I. I, I think one of the biggest issues with Alien Three that I had with, you know, it, it, Ripley's there, but she's just sleeping. Like that's, I think you know, I think that's kind of weird, just to kind of have her, mm-hmm. you know, there but not there. Yeah. Um, it, like I, I guess I, it wouldn't have made more sense to kill her because then she would just would have been gone. But just to have her sleeping the whole time just kind of felt really odd to me. Um, it, it is crazy how vastly different this this script is and i agree that you know it would have been uh pretty cool to see um you know the alien especially would have been cool to see how um vastly different they are from basically the whole entire series you know with their like transforms or mutates into uh totally different things so you know that would have been cool i wasn't a the biggest fan of the characters or all the, the so many, so how there were so many characters in the book. I, like, I did it have just a hard time like following. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, there seems to be so many characters um, and it didn't help that the, the each page kind of moved around way too much. Yeah. Like in, in one page, they're in one, they're in one, uh, someplace. And then in the very next page without turning uh, like physically actually turning the page, they're in a different place. Like the story felt like it just jumped around a little bit too much. Um, but I, I think I would have loved to see the different alien take, um, you know, for basically four movies and, you know, however many movies afterwards, the alien pretty much stayed the same. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, so I think it would have been cool to see, um, you know, this mutating morphing, uh, alien, uh, on screen. It's, you know, it's interesting because there's, there's, so they talk about it. There's kind of a cold war going on between these two. Uh, outer space colonies and something like that i think i I think i had read that uh, somewhere along the lines that as the years went on when they were developing the script they were like i we feel like this is kind of outdated whereas i kind of look at it like i I don't think that's ever outdated (laughs) that's you know i mean just look at look at the world around us now there's always some sort of standoff with countries Mm -hmm. going on um i mean gosh you know going back to like 9 11 even um you know, it, it's not uncommon for these groups of people to just be sort of at each other's throats, um, even if it's just sort of like, it, it's almost, dare I say, like made up scenarios almost, you know, <laughs> and, and obviously with a, this movie it would have been, um, but I like that, you know, right off the bat, it it had the same idea that the the movie did, which is that somehow an alien egg is in is in the ship with them in the hypersleep. Mm-hmm. And so when these colonists show up and uh, one of them gets infected and then, you know, he, you know, one of them gets, you know, the face auger on him and everything and, and they leave them. And then, you know, they're like, well, and they're arguing with each other. Well, if we admit that we went there, then we're breaking the treaty. And, and I agree with you that there was a lot of, uh, there wasn't a lot of exposition, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there's in this book, there's no, like, there's no thought bubbles, so we don't get to we don't get to know these characters. Mm-hmm. We don't get into them the way we would a a normal comic book where it's like, 
you know, it's like, oh, I've been on this ship for 10 years and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I've when I joined Wayland Utani, I thought I was going to change the world or whatever. We don't we don't get that, you know, so the story just, you know, you know, it's just boom, 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 which on the one hand makes for a, a fast read, which is cool. But on the other hand, you're sort of like, yeah, but like I, I we got to and maybe it's just the the different mediums kind of catching up to us. Right. Like we don't get to we don't get to meet these characters. We don't get to fall in love with these characters and then cry when they die right you know yeah for sure yeah, that's one of the reasons why i think not having ripley um be a focal point in the story like they're either and you get a little bit of hicks and and newt and a little bit of bishop but yeah like these characters um i didn't care for at all I, yep. it, it sucks you know because right out the gate like you said the 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 opening scenes are um pretty close to uh what the movie was um and i'm looking at it right now when they have bishop lying there and he's got the egg like right on his belly yeah. like that's such a cool shot um you know and you compare it to the movie how bishop was used in that one he's just kind of a you know a, he's a ripped apart corpse that was uh kind of put back together and uh ripley just uses him for information to right. try and find out if there was an alien on board the ship um you know bishop's such a cool character um I, I loved him in Aliens. Um, yeah. I wish he was in Alien 3 some more. Um, like you yeah. get the human version at the end there, which is kind of a, a cool wrinkle as well. I love the idea that there is a uh, a real person that they're yeah. basing these uh, these robots off of. Um, and it, uh, it's funny, uh, off topic a little bit, but the new Alien comic that just came out. Yeah. Bishop, there's Bishop uh, psychiatrist robots in that one. Oh really? I, yeah, I, so... <laughs> I haven't had a chance to read it. My my shop was sold out. Oh yeah, I, I can see it's it was really really good. Um, anyways, off topic a little bit. Yeah, Bishop is so cool. I wish he was uh, uh, a focal point in you know a lot of the story. But again, I think just the characters the characters I don't care about, and like you said, we don't care if they die or not. They just take up too much space in this book. Yeah, uh, for me, and I I can like I can see why that is a problem as well. Um, but then it's funny when you think about this book, it has um, Hicks and Nude in it and no Ripley. And then in the movie, it's the complete opposite. Right? <laughs> I think that's a very fun uh, uh, dichotomy between the two uh, materia, material. And, and you can tell that, you know, if, if this is an unprescribed, un, 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 unproduced <laughs> screenplay, um, it, this is probably somebody at 20th Century Fox said, Hey, we don't know if um, Sigourney Weaver is going to come back. Can you write something that maybe she's not in very much, and uh, which which makes sense. And uh, you know that that kind of stuff happens all the time. Um, you know, I mean, talking about unproduced movies. You know, I I was listening to an interview with Joe Magniello about uh, the the Suicide Squad, and he was saying how he was in like five or six different versions of that script as well as like the Batman script that Ben Affleck wrote as well as uh, this, this, the solo movie he was supposed to do. So it's, so it's not uncommon for these things to happen. You know, even when uh, independence day two came out uh, a few years ago, they had a script with and without Will Smith. And they were like, well, you know, we'll see if he commits, if he commits, we'll do this version. If he doesn't commit, we'll do this, this version. And then they ended up doing the version they did, which I didn't like, by the way, <laughs> it's not, not a very good movie. Um, <clears throat> And I love the first film, uh, but, you know, so, but again, you know, it sort of the issue I have with this book, as much as I, I, I think I would, 
I prefer this story over the story we got because there is there there are a lot of similarities. One of them being that they don't really have any weapons. Like in this one, Hicks finally does get a gun, mm-hmm. and he's the only one with a weapon towards the end. Um, but I like the idea that you know, like you were saying, the alien was largely the same throughout all the movies. Whereas in this one, they found a new wrinkle, which is that they found uh, tissue samples on Bishop, that this this you know the one colony, and they cloned it. And then two of the characters got infected and then they morphed and mutated into really kind of scary looking humanoid mm-hmm. hybrids. Like the one they showed the one shot where she like the alien head is sort of translucent and there's like a human skull in it. And it just, you know, which is a callback to the original alien script, obviously, mm-hmm. or alien film, I should say, because they actually made that from a human skull, which is terrifying um, <laughs> of its own self. But it's also like, that just is such a grotesque and scary look that's like, oh, finally, we're doing something different. Um, and and I think that that's what Alien 3 slightly lacked is that, you know, the, you know, it comes from a dog, so it looks different. Even when it's born, it's not born as the little snake thing. It's born almost fully grown mm-hmm. for whatever reason, you know, <laughs> artistic license, you know, to move the plot along, whatever you want to say. Although that scene is really gross <laughs> in the film. I was just like, I was like, you know, I, I'm not a huge dog person, but that did make me uncomfortable, which was obviously the point. Um, but, you know, I, I think that the aliens, that's that's the thing that we're missing from some of these is just the, the new looks that we're not getting. And this one was going to offer that. And that I think we missed out on. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree that the, like some of the best moments in this you know, in the entire uh, volume is the alien stuff, like the yeah. action, you know, the horror, um, the blood and guts. Um, I think that's where the the book actually hits for me. And that's basically like the entire last issue. The mm-hmm. la- I think the last issue uh, is my favorite of the, uh, I think it's a five issue um, yeah. little arc. Cause it, for the first half, it seems like people are just talking to each other, you know, just, it seems like a lot of, uh, a lot of st- a lot of talking heads um, yeah. in weird panel structure, um, which I'm kind of a, a weird person about. Um, but yeah, the 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 body horror and the alien um, gruesomeness is some of my favorite parts in um, this comic. And then when you like contrast it to the movie, it's almost the opposite. Though I I do like the talking heads in the movie. I do mm-hmm. like the characters, and I think it's just the medium. You know, I know who the actors are. Uh, I know they're great actors. They're acting really well. Um, and reading it on a page is just a little bit different. Yep. Um, I wish that we they found a way to introduce these aliens into a movie, though. Yeah. Um, like the cloning. Like we get a little bit of the cloning in uh, Resurrection, right. but nothing nothing to this extent. No, no. This this is totally different. Where they when they're infected with the alien, it's it's treated more as a as a contagion. Um, you know, like like this virus that they get and. Uh, you know, which in our times now is a little scary, yeah. uh, but uh, you, you know, and then when it kind of, you know, and there's the one shot of, of the one kid, um, I think his name is Tully, um, which I only remembered because of Rick Moranis from Ghostbusters. Um, <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh yeah, Tully, cool. Um, he he starts to to mutate, and he shuts himself in like the deep freezer, and mm-hmm. and you know that's how he kills it. Although I kind of thought at some point there was going to be, it was going to melt 
and he and the monster was going to come out of him. They didn't do that in this, um, which I was very surprised by. Maybe that's on the cutting room floor. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the the funny thing about this one and the uh, the other book uh, is that you know, like like we were saying, they if these are the original screenplays, these are like the first drafts or whatever. I I, I kind of think to myself, I'm like. I felt like they were like, this is so cool. Let's adapt this into the comic without actually adapting it into a comic form. You know what I mean? Like it's, it, it, it has a, a decent enough flow that I could read it and not be bored. But, mm-hmm. you know, and I enjoyed the story. Like I said, I think this story is better than the movie story, but I'm not sitting here going, oh yeah, like this is like, this, this was such a great story that I, I want to go reread. Because again, we don't have the thought bubbles. We don't get into these characters. There were so many characters that when some of them died or they were put in the alien nest, I was like, oh, which one was that again? And I had to like flip back and go, mm-hmm. oh, okay, yeah, it's that one. Um, and not that everybody needs name tags or anything, but it's like, you know, you could have adapted this slightly better to the comic book format, you know, if that makes any sense. Yeah, and then I wonder if it's the, the script's fault or if it's the comic book fault like i wonder like if the script jumps around just as much as it does in in the comic book and i wonder um if the characters like i wonder if they're if it's exactly the same obviously it can't be the same Mm -hmm. like i feel like um you know for a comic you have to really cut down on dialogue because you can't fit that many words on a page or in a panel right um but yeah you know it's tough with uh with comic books like if it if it looks the same as everything else it's not bad but it doesn't stand out you know i feel like this the art in this book um is just kind of bland um, yeah you know and you you mentioned that it doesn't have a st- distinct voice i wonder what it would feel like if we get like if they w- if the story was told through hicks's point of view or through uh, newt's point of view um, you know, maybe it's Hicks for one issue and then Newt for another one. And I think that would have really helped. Mm-hmm. And, and Bishop maybe for another one too. Um, I, I, I think you're you're spot on with that. There, there's no central storytelling figure um, in this, in this issue, uh, in the whole, you know, the five issues or whatever. Um, and I think that really hurt it for sure. It, it, it did. And, and, you know, you talk about the art being kind of bland and no offense to the artists. Maybe they are on a time crunch, you know, who knows. Because uh, I think this was like right before the the Disney buyout of 20th Century Fox, so they lost the rights to this. Um, I, I mean, it could be wrong about that, but um, you know, at the same time, it's like I only realized it was Hicks when his face was messed up. You know, it's like, oh, there's Hicks, and that's like towards the end of issue two, I think. You know, he it takes him, it takes a while for it to get back to those characters, which was a strength with the movie that it didn't take long to get back into Ripley, you know, cause it's like, then we're following Ripley and learning about the prison through her. Um, so it's like, you know, it's like, I, I don't mind getting to know new characters. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure you're the same way. It's like, well, I want to know the new characters, but you know, like we said before, it's like, I'm only going to care if you make me care, if they're just sort of, you know, you know, like the the Wells character, the blonde woman, she's just some sort of, I'm not even 100% sure what she is, just some corporate jackass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and I liked that there was much more of the company in this. So there was, so you understood 
that there was a little bit of a battle there, at least morally, with like the company wanting this biological weapon and the and then the and then everybody that kind of came into contact with the alien was like, no, we gotta kill it. It's it's too dangerous. Uh, which also is <laughs> cracks me up that I think that line is in every single alien. <laughs> It's like you can't contain it. You can't control yeah. it. You know, it's just like no, it's a, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's like, we'll figure it out. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> even in resurrection, you know, two hundred years into their yep. future, they still can't. They still can't do it. Um, but yeah, it it just you know when when I'm seeing you know Newt and Bishop and and even Ripley for the very little she's in it, uh, and Hicks, you know, it's like well let me let me see these guys you know like if it had been hicks and it's a little bit more of like a ptsd type of thing similar to ripley Mm -hmm. from aliens then then you have you have a little bit more of an emotional hook for the story um i mean heck you know even even like with newt obviously but newt doesn't get a whole lot to do other than say she's going to go live with her grandparents and she's going to miss ripley and and that that did kind of tug at my heartstrings a little bit i'm like like you know i kind of want ripley to wake up because that was the whole point of aliens right that she had lost her daughter and then she finds this kid and she forms a a motherly you know or or matriarchal bond with this kid um and that's like the emotional hook in that movie right so we don't have that emotional hook here we have really cool alien fights (laughs) we have really cool new alien design Mm -hmm. um and then we have kind of the cliffhanger at the end where Bishop's like, you know, we're going to war. We got to stop these things, and and that's cool. But it's also like, I, you know, I, I don't think we're ever going to get that Alien Four that William Gibson had proposed. But <laughs> it's like, well, you know, like I, I, I'm, I, you're, you're missing something here. So you have a cool monster movie, but you don't have a cool movie. You know? Yeah, I get it. And like I said, this this book has Newt in it, but she's not there enough. And the movie doesn't have her at all. Right. And like, I'm not saying the movie could have used her because obviously they're on a, you know, they're in a prison planet with rapists and murderers. And, a, you know, a young a young girl doesn't make any sense in the movie. Right. Um, but I still think having Ripley, you know, have that daughter figure um, around is nice. And like you said, you wish that Ripley woke up Um just so they can have those moments together because you know when you think about aliens some of those moments with the two of them are some of the best right right um and at the end of the movie there you know they're they're tucking into bed and you know going to cryo sleep um and you know you're hoping that they have a, a nice future and obviously they don't in you know either the the comic or the movie um but yeah you're right we we needed a little bit more of the heart um because what we got in the in the book was um no heartfelt characters at all and really wicked awesome horror and sci-fi action yeah which which is no obviously not a bad thing these movies yeah, there's need, nothing wrong with that <laughs> these movies need that yeah. but you know without but without the heart in it you know and you know when we talked about the original alien and even like aliens you know we and even the movie alien 3 it's like there's we have stuff to latch on to there and uh you know, like you're talking about Charles Dance's character. I, I forgot completely about that character. And then, you know, until I rewatched it and, and I really dug him where he has this mysterious past and everything. And it's a bit of a trope, obviously, but it was still, he's still a good enough actor that it was done well. And then, and when he's killed, I was like, Oh my God, like I, 
because first and foremost i forgot that it happened <laughs> but secondly it was just like oh my god like it like what what now you know like this it, it felt like because i think his name is like second or third in the credits so it, it's sort of like that janet lee from um uh from psycho right it's like oh if you're gonna kill her off then all bets are off um which obviously this was with the with uh, alien three and you know we talked about you talked about david fincher earlier and i think that the movie is shot so well and so specific you know that it 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 lent itself really well to this even though this is a huge like environment that they're in it still somehow feels so claustrophobic and and scary um and props to him for that and his you know detailing of how much he really didn't get along with the studio is very is very well known um which is not an uncommon thing with with these big movies especially when you get to like the third or fourth one they're just like well we got to do this we got to do this we got to do this and and that can really stifle a filmmaker's um um creative vision unfortunately um yeah and it's tough to you know that was fincher's first movie Yep. Um, after doing, you know, music videos. So right. like to, to, to battle with the studio on your first ever movie, mm-hmm. like that's gotta be pretty tough. Um, you know, you mentioned the setting. I love the setting of alien three and I love the way it looks just like you said, it's, it feels like it's so big. There's so many corridors, but it feels so small. Uh, just like alien, it feels like the alien could come out of any corner. Yep. Um, and he, you know, the alien literally does it, you know, p- starts picking off the, uh, the inmates pretty easily. Right. Um, yeah. I love, I love the setting. I love the way it looks. Um, you know, you're right. in forgetting about Charles James's character, I didn't forget about it, but I forgot about the relationship that, that uh, he and Sigourney had. Yeah. Um, and like you said, like, his character has a past. He's obviously a very, very bad person that he wouldn't be there if he wasn't. Right. Um, you know, it's the same thing with the other character too. Um, I think is uh, Dylan, Dylan's character. Again, another, yeah. you know, he's a horrible person, obviously, but he's, you know, he comes to Ripley's aid when she's getting attacked in the, you know, like whatever the, like the garbage chute or the garbage area or whatever. Right. Um, right. You know, so there's redeeming qualities to the characters that we're not supposed to like, which I think is an interesting um wrinkle you know we're not supposed to like rapists and murderers and you know child molesters but you know the characters you know the actors themselves portrayed in a certain way and i think the script um helped do that as well and i think david fincher helped that as well you know he he knows how to direct and write and make movies with people that are very scarred and do the scarring and make scars um you know he knows how to bring the most out of everybody like that and you know I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit of a sucker for movies that don't have big names in them. Mm-hmm. You know, David Fincher's first movie, obviously he's not going to get the biggest people, but like aside from Sigourney Weaver, there isn't a real um, hot name for 1992. Right. Um, right. Yeah. There's no yeah. like, like Mel Gibson or exactly. You know, or you whatever. Know, exactly. And I think, again, that's why I, I like the movie so much. I love the setting and I love the characters um, even though we're not supposed to. Yeah, that, that's a really good point too. Where these are very fleshed out characters, and and it's it's a little unfair to compare them being the 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 comic book to the the film because the but at the same time, you know, I've I've read five issue comics where there's a core group of like you know maybe four or five main characters and even the villain uh, that including a villain where you can really understand them and get to know them and and really 
if not fall in love with them, you can at least understand where they're coming from. Um, something that, you know, to go back to what I, you know, was kind of joking about earlier with Zack Snyder's Justice League, my friends and I all said that one of the biggest improvements on that film was Steppenwolf. It's like, oh, so we actually, we, he has a story. So he's not just like showing up and conquering worlds. It's like, oh, no, no, he has a story there. So that's cool. Versus, you know, like, just, you know, the characters in this one, you know, we know there's this Cold War, we know that there's some sort of treaty going on, where they don't, they're, you know, much like the real Cold War, where they, you know, you cross this border, then we're going to start, you know, blowing things up. It's, uh, but, you know, in, in this version, you know, it, and again, it just being a five issue comic, there's, maybe there wasn't a whole lot of room for it, but we're sort of like, okay, but, but what, but what is it? What does that mean? You know, there's maybe they were hoping to get to that in a second film, or maybe this was just a condensed version of the, of an already long script. I'm not hundred percent sure, but at the same time, it's like, okay, you can say there's a treaty all day long. That doesn't, it starts to not mean anything if we're not going to get some answers. <laughs> Um, yeah, when you think about like this is supposed to be the sequel to Aliens, like there feels like there should be a movie, a drama sci-fi movie with no aliens in between the two the two scripts, right? It's because right. it, like there's so much stuff we don't know, like right. like you said, the treaty and who these characters are. Like it's there's almost almost should be like a prologue, um, you know, a prequel to this unproduced screenplay just to tell us who all these characters are. Right. You know, and and we get. And you get enough of it in the first two films, you know, in the first film, them just basically saying, you know, they're essentially like, uh, like almost like coal miners or something, right? Or, or oil, oil, uh, you know, they're oil dr drillers or whatever. Uh, and they're coming back home and they want to get their money. And it's like, okay, that's, that's enough. We don't, that's all the story we need there. And then we get to the second one. It's like, okay, they're, they're the military, you know, there's a colony on this planet, they're terraforming and blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know, and now the military has to go in and rescue them. Okay, we get it. You know, like, there's enough story there. Whereas this, there feels like there's a, there's so much story that we didn't get. Mm -hmm. That's just like, it's a little frustrating. And then it's, it's just sort of is almost like, yeah, but you know, the, look at this new alien. Isn't that cool? And for a second, <laughs> you're like, oh, that is cool. And then you're like, but wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> it it yeah, almost you, tr tricks you a little bit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You can see why it was made, right? Yep. Um, not again, not that it's bad, but it just doesn't fit um, as a sequel to uh, to Aliens. Um, you know, I wonder how many scripts there were. I wonder how many more um, unproduced screenplays there were uh, uh, of this movie. I'm not sure, you know, and, and that's sort of the funny thing when you look at the the alien movies, you know, my friends and I have joked about it before that there's such a gap between all the alien movies, you know, mm -hmm. from, you know, there's seven years from uh, one and two and then six and then six again, I believe, you know, this was 92 and I think Alien Resurrection is 98. Um, and it's just so it's like there's so there's got to be like at least three <laughs> somewhere in there that for each one that they just kept going, you know, well, how, you know, what's, what's the next one going to be. And it just, it blows my mind a little bit when some, you know, you get those sequels, you know, I think about like how many iterations a Superman movie went through before we got to Superman returns, you know, I mean, it's well-documented online from Superman lives to Superman flyby to you know all these different scripts that were floating around until finally Brian Singer came in and then for whatever reason he was given 
you know, carte blanche to do whatever yeah. the hell he wanted with Superman Returns. <laughs> so I don't know what he said or did that J.J. Abrams and Mick G and Kevin Smith didn't say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, he, he got, you know, he got the keys to the kingdom. And then, you know, that movie came out and was what it was. Um, I don't I don't hate that movie, by the way. I don't think mm-hmm. it holds up well in just, you know, staying on that tangent just for a second. Um, but then it sort of was the same thing after that. It's like, well, do we make a sequel to that? Do we just start from scratch? It's like, and then eventually we got Man of Steel. Um, and then now we're getting a, you know, a new Superman, you know, the, the, uh, Ta- uh, Coates. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong. Yeah. Ta-Nehisi. Ta-Nehisi. Okay. I, I'm sorry. Ta-Nehisi. Sorry, Mr. Coates. I literally pronounce your name wrong every podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so now he's doing a new film, uh, which I'm excited about, but, um, it's just, you know, and, and nowadays it's such a different story where we get to, you, you know, we get to sort of be a part of it in a way where they announce it like immediately, like, oh, you know, J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams producing a new Superman movie. And we're just like, oh, that's awesome. And then we may not hear about it for another like two or three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and even, you know, there's the an alien TV show that's supposedly in the works. Um, mm-hmm. Isn't it from Noah Hawley? Am I right? Yeah, about that's that? right. Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, and he's a great writer, so I'm sure that that would be really good. And but again, you know, it's been a while since we've heard about that. Um, it's just the behind the scenes drama that goes on with these things. It just it's either I feel like it's either one or the other where they keep going back and forth. Like, should we do this one? Should we not? Should we? And then one where they just commit a hundred percent, and they're like, "Yep, that's it. That's the one." Like mm-hmm. James Gunn with the Suicide Squad. For whatever reason, he had the right take that Gavin O'Connor and David mm-hmm. Ayer or whoever, you know, was pitching a sequel didn't. And when James Gunn came in, they were like, do whatever you want. Huh? We don't care. Here's your money. Go for it. <laughs> it's it's very strange. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I don't get that business. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't get the business at all. I try not to think about it. I love that's why I just love being a fan. You know, like I just like, <laughs> just like I, I just like enjoying it every six, six years. I'll get an alien movie. Yeah. Uh, you know? <laughs> it, yeah. It's interesting. Like the first four are our sequels uh, to each other. And then there's the AVP ones, the two of those. Mm-hmm. And then there's the Prometheus and the uh, Alien Covenant. And I wonder if the TV show will be a sequel to something or if it'll just be brand new um you know when we, t- we briefly talked about the new alien comic it's a it, it's a sequel a little bit but it's basically brand new you know aside from uh robot uh, psychiatrist bishop um and then some flashbacks to what what i think it lo- looks like a, a previous alien encounter we've seen um you know they're basically all new characters mm-hmm. um but you know, for you know, however many movies, uh, like we said, the alien has stayed the same, um, and the characters have changed. Um, you know, this, this is a very special series going back to the the first one. You know, there's there's no series like this where you know there there's a sequel every six years. Like right. that's just so strange nowadays. And we've talked about it. We talked about it when we talked about Alien. Yep. Um, you know, that's that's it's such a special series that way. It it is, and and I think visually always always interesting that all the movies you know have done something really interesting with the look of the uh, the aliens in some way shape or form you know like uh, the actual alien 3 that was produced um you know i mean say what you will about the special effects you know obviously they're very dated uh you know it's almost a 30 year old movie but um but i think it it still looks scary enough and different enough that you know, we recognize it as an alien you know, sort of the same way with the queen from aliens, but it's, it's new and scary looking. Um, 
and then you know same then this this unproduced one did did you know you know props to props to them for going bold and saying let's try something else let's say the the humans mutate into the aliens you know like and they're still somewhat humanistic looking it's that's scary you know that's that's weird looking and that's what these things are all about they're just they're these weird monsters that are very visually exciting and that's part and that's obviously part of the appeal right i mean it has to be um from and you know from you know uh geiger's original design to now um it's you know obviously you know i've said it already said like it's huge appeal but <laughs> you know the the issue being when making these sequels is that there's sort of a um there's just diminishing returns with the characters you know and, and this one unfortunately just the the nature of it being maybe just a short too short of a comic book or uh you know maybe it was already there in the script we don't get to know the characters well enough for us to be upset when they die you know like when hicks um was attacked you know even when he died in alien 3 you know i was sad um when charles dance gets murdered very randomly suddenly it's like oh, well here's ripley's biggest support system just ripped away from her mm -hmm. you know you get you, there there's a reaction for us as an audience even even the dog just because it's a dog <laughs> you know we get there's a reaction there um and it's just uh that's you know that was the problem when i rewatched uh, alien resurrection i'm like that's the problem i don't care about any of these characters like i mean ron perlman's hilarious um but a lot of these characters it's like when they died I just, <laughs> I just didn't care you know um whereas in the mm -hmm. in the first two and even a little bit in in three like i did care I, I i was bothered when they died you know especially ripley at the end um it's that's it's, and that's that's a that's a thing that all I think all horror movies suffer from. You know what I mean? Like it's just, you know, as as the movies go on, it's just harder and harder to keep making compelling characters. Um, but uh, but I think the best ones uh, could and should, and you know, and I'm excited to see where where they go next with an alien movies, and you know, and with them having some Disney money behind them, maybe they'll <laughs> we'll mm -hmm. get something really exciting and new in the future. Yeah, that'll be interesting. You know, just a, a final thought on the book. Like, I can understand why um, they made this into a, a comic, just because how crazy and different it is. Yep. Um, and like, I'm okay with that. I'm okay. Like, I'm assuming they, you know, the studio hired a screenwriter and said, you know what, do something different. You right. Know, come to us with something different, and let's. We may or may not make it, but you know, let's try. And I love trying. I love being different because if you don't change, you'll die. Um, yep. You know, you have, you have to adapt, you have to try and do something different, or you just release the same thing over and over and over again. And um, the, um, you know, the franchise would get stale, um, yep. I think. And I think that's one of the biggest problems with um, why Covenant wasn't so um, massively accepted, because it just kind of felt just like a regular alien movie again, right. um, where, you know, some people were looking for something a little bit different. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't overly like the comic book, but I can understand what they were trying to do with it for sure. I I enjoyed it for what it was, you know, and kind of like what we said with the the other one with the Alien original screenplay. I definitely enjoyed, you know, the, the what if game of it, you know, which which is fun. Um, you know, like I said last time, you know, it's it's fun to play that game sometimes. You know, just I mean, not in real life, but in <laughs> but in like the pop culture sense, um, and you know, and 
and like I said, you know, I hope that the Disney and, and Warner Brothers, you know, that they embrace this kind of concept that, you know, the producing these unproduced screenplays as comic books, because I think that mm-hmm. maybe it'll just fit better if it's like the Superman Lives book by Kevin Smith, right? Mm-hmm. Because he's, you know, he could adapt that easily into a comic book because he's written comic books. Um, you know, same with, uh, you know, there's like the the Green Arrow uh, Escape from the Supermax, you know, mm-hmm. all these, all, you know, dozens and dozens of comics that or, or comic book movies that never got made. I'd love to see as some sort of like miniseries or graphic novel um, because it's just, even if, you know, we're, we're sitting here going, oh, you know, it was okay. It was kind of fun, but whatever. At least we can sit here and still talk about it for, you know, almost an hour and go, I still enjoyed it for the, for the most part. And, you know, uh, even if I didn't like it better than what we got, I, I still had fun reading it. I'm glad I have it. Um, it, it's just, it's just an interesting like thought experiment, you know? Agree. Um, you know, I, I think I like it more that it's an alien in the alien franchise, um, yeah. but I will be, I would be open to seeing more unproduced, unfinished, um, way out there ideas in, in comic form. I think that's where they live best. Um, just throwing this out there, uh, the Terminator, but he looks like OJ Simpson. Because apparently that was, <laughs> that was right. James Cameron's first thought. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't want to cast him because he didn't look like a killer, which uh, is yeah. the... I wonder if like years yeah. later they were like, hmm, what did we miss here? <laughs> um, you know, Emmett, this again, this has been a total blast, man. Um, just getting, you know, getting to talk to you about these two things and um, we'll definitely keep you in mind for future stuff here because mm-hmm. there's you know it's funny because i've joked about this with um with friends of mine uh uh, ryan lauer who hosts the Mm -hmm. batman book club we kind of talked off mic once about how like it's like oh are we gonna like run out of stuff to talk about someday Mm -hmm. and it just seems like we'll never run out of stuff to talk about you know it's (laughs) there's always something out there (laughs) i i i worry about that on the daily on a daily basis when i am uh, doing podcasts or uh even in life (laughs) you know worried about uh, not having enough to say um it's easy to talk with uh great people like you jj and it's great uh talking about uh, comic books because i love comic books man well well, right back at you man this has been a blast um and uh, go ahead, uh, whatever you uh, whatever you want to plug, uh, even though you just did it, we'll do it again. Because just in case <laughs> they didn't get you the last time, they'll get you this time. Yeah, just make sure you go to www.letsgopodcast.com. Uh, you can find reviews for comics, movies, uh, TV shows, everything there. Uh, you can find everything that I write for the site there. Just make sure you go to our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash letsgopodcast. We have a ton of content um, coming out on the YouTube channel where you can see me. Uh, doing lots of lots of stuff uh, trailer review shows and interview shows um, yeah just make sure you go to the website and the youtube channel and follow at let's go podcast on twitter thanks jj yeah, you're welcome man all right so we are signing off and we just wanted to let you know once again that in space no one can hear you scream because there's no sound there's no wind so when superman's cape is flowing in the wind and man of steel it doesn't make any sense there's no wind out there what are you doing Zack snyder Anyway, <laughs> that's a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah. Now we're gonna now we're gonna start part three of the podcast. We're just complaining oh, about Zack Snyder. <laughs> no, don't let's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are signing off, folks. We hope you have a wonderful day, and be sure to check to keep the lights on because you never know when there's an alien around the corner. <laughs>